Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Lee Maxwell and as usual I'm joined by Nigel Lamont and Connor McCann. This is episode number 82. Last episode was number 81 because that's how numbers work. Uh, we're we're was, fairly racking the numbers up now when you say yeah, that. Are, aren't we? Yeah, it's crazy. It's in, in the triple digits the end of this year kind of thing I think it mm-hmm. is. Well, it must work out what is the big 100. Aye, that's a lot of brain power though. Yeah. Not that's for me. 18 by 2, 32 weeks away. Thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that, like good maths, but obviously <laughs> quick maths, quick math, bub. Uh, last episode was entitled VR six, um, partly because I was sick for the you whole episode, sick. so I'm sounding healthier today. I hope. And uh, we talked a bit about VR sixes as well, and how many. I think Connor was shocked to remember how many he had. Yeah, there's a few knocking around along with other shite. <laughs> so this episode, we're going to do our usual news, chat, YouTubes. Um, we have a ball of questions as well at the end. So thanks for everybody for sending those in. Um, but before we kick off with our normal new with us section, I'm delighted to announce that we have a new sponsor for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes, lad. Uh, so I will start with that. So here on Reload Podcast, you'll hear us talk a lot about older cars that need a lot of work. Yeah, standard. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but newer cars need work too, and that's where Motorfix comes in. Located just off the M50 in Clondalkin, Motorfix are committed to providing you with a world-class service with the backing of a family-owned business. Specialists in all types of vehicles let their friendly, experienced mechanics handle the stress of everything from routine services to diagnostics and major engine work. With investment in the highest quality facilities, tools and technicians, Motorfix aim to get you back to your day as soon as possible. So if you're looking for an honest, quality and trustworthy service for your vehicle, look no further than Motorfix Dublin. Check out motorfix.ie online or call 01457 8687 in Dublin. You can also follow them for updates on Facebook, Instagram or TikTok by searching for motorfix.ie. Very good. And I can vouch for them because, as we know, just gonna say, regular yeah. listeners will know they worked on my Skoda just before Christmas. So, yeah, happy to recommend. I think we've said this before. I don't think we've ever had a sponsor that we haven't personally used. So, you know, you're not hawking something that yeah. somebody's just saying here, can we sponsor this kind of thing? It's something yeah. you want to actually put your name behind, which is, this is what Motorfix is. And they have the killer fan. Yeah, their ever. van I think, is so awesome. As our ads go on, we'll elaborate on different things that they do have, but they do have a, a fine collection of uh, of vehicles. It's an interesting business. Yep. So we'll bring you plenty from them, folks. And it's particularly good to have a garage that you can trust too, because yeah. there's plenty of you know cowboys, cowboys out there. Yeah. As well, just say it as it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks again to Motorfix and welcome aboard. Yep. Yes. Good to have you very on. much. Uh, so we'll kick off then, as normal, with our new with us section. So Nigel, tell us what's new with you. Plenty new, but not very much, and sort of t- way of saying. Uh, so we went out for dinner last night, a whole group of us. We did. And, uh, you know, a few libations were taken. Yes, food was flowing, drink was flowing. Chat, car chat was chatted. And then I became very aware of uh, a car that was being broken uh, young Caleb's Mark 5 GTI yep yeah I, for some reason the way home I might have had more than one beer um, messaged them to say you sell I hear you're selling this here uh, one thing led to another and he bought my old OZ's yes. 19 inch OZ's and he sort of went yeah I'm going to sell these wheels yeah so yeah they returned home they're back home. in the fold yeah <laughs> very nice so uh 
Uh, yeah. Even though you don't have a Mark V to put them on anymore. But it's always nice to have them to look at them. <laughs> and that's always easy rectified as well as Nigel, as we know. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you didn't buy the whole car. Well, that nearly happened too. I, then it was a DSG. I was going to say that that's like I have talked before. We want a Mark V, a white Mark V. That thing's just been painted. That would be the one for me because yeah. it's so nice and so mm-hmm. clean. But I think it'll be for sale very, very soon. Yeah. My major problem is no money. All oh, right, okay. Yep. <laughs> Always helps with sales. Yeah. Uh, so, increase my wheel collection. Have you anything those will go on? I could fire them in anything there. I could oh, Q- Q5 or the Interesting to see them in the Q5, but the rubber but band skilly. tires would be the issue. <laughs> bit weird to mm-hmm. Um No, I sold, them, I sold them when I was selling the Edition 30 and... I just sort of the always regret it. Yeah. Yeah. I just sort of always regret it because they're a great wheel. Just to have them in case you decide to buy another Mark V. Yeah. I don't think that's an in case. That's just a case of when. When. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Time. Yeah. Um, what else to do? Uh, I've sort of pulled out an old set of 16s, 16 inch BBS RSs that I'm going to uh, build and sell. Um, it's almost like you could not build them and then sell them cheap. To somebody sitting to your right, you know. All oh, right, okay. Take the hassle of that. Those but wheel builds are hard. Problem is, you build them, they're worth more. No, 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 no. That's no, a, that's a myth. is that right? They're worth less. Well, fact, they're worth more if you don't build I've them. I've talked Connor. myself into more money here. You should build them, and then I'll buy them cheap. <laughs> uh, so, I was looking for dishes there. So I was on Instagram. There, a few people have sent me recommendations of where to get dishes. Thanks very much, to those who messaged. Um, Corrado was up for MOT in two weeks, so it's booked in with uh, Andy at Forge to get the um, MOT checked on it. Shouldn't take too much, because you no, took that well, off the road as a driving car, didn't you? Yeah, everything's polybushed, and it's done about four or 5,000 miles since it was a completely yeah. chassis. I can't rebuilt. imagine it's going to need a whole lot of work to get it back running again. Famous last words, Connor. Famous oh, well, last words. Jinxed you now. I'll be so happy to see that out again. Um, so ordered oil for it. Do you run 1060 on that? 1060 Valvoline VR1. RIP your wallet. Yeah. Um, where was the cheapest place I could get it? Your car parts. Incorrect. Uh, they weren't stocking it on the site. They used to do it when oh, I was there. They'd done the, is it, oh, it might be Castrol, maybe not, but it was the 1060 for the M cars, you know, for like the M5s and stuff they got, and they're always pretty cheap if you got them on a deal. Mm-hmm. Where do you get it then? Amazon Prime. Hmm. Interesting. So, do Liquid Molly do a range of that? They do all the fancy oils and stuff. That's probably why they don't have following. Mm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I think there's a sort of partnership there, is there no? Uh, like a yeah. crossover between the two? I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. Um, so, delivered to Midor, 60 quid for 6 litres. Yeah, that's good. Didn't think it was too bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's right. really good, yeah. Because yeah. that oil's a fortune. Yes. Yes, it is, Connor. Yes, it is. Uh, anything else? Uh... While it was on Prime, I bought some tools. So I bought uh, Hex screwdrivers. Yes, you were so saying that before. Tor- or not, to- Torx, oh, the not Torx, Hex. ones, yeah. Torx, so a full range of the really, really small ones, right up to T40 or T... That'll do whatever you want then, really. Just, like, it's for nothing, and they're all draper stuff, so... Yep. It's nice to drip feed tools I got just for you so often. Just, you know, like, I think I got the whole two sets for, like, 18 quid. Because when you're buying the bigger ones... Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're buying this, we recommend this. So they recommend yes, the, the really small game. ones. It was only an extra seven or eight quid. You just went, oh, that's well, how in they get you. well in there. Other customers also bought. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge. You know. Very nice. Um, 
uh, before I finish my news, uh, I, I want to say a big shout out to Ross from Alakam who came through this week for me. We do a car wash to raise funds. I help out in the Boys Brigade and Cumber there, um, youth organisation, and we do a car wash to raise funds for activities and we're trying to get a new minibus bought, stuff like that there. And I reached out to Ross and he came through with a, a absolute bundle of stuff to help us with the car wash on Saturday. Um, very, very generous. Thank you very much, Ross. And we raised close to £1,000. So big shout out to Ross Dalekin. Very good. We'll probably be hearing from Ross very shortly, I would say, too. Yes. We'll allude to future episodes. Absolutely. So, no, that you're saying there, that's Ross all over there. He's a good guy. Like, and he's... You know, mm. he's a businessman, but he's also there to help you too. Yeah. So, no, fair play. Any tasty cars says, in the car wash? As he always says, it's nice to be nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tasty cars. Yes. Uh, fellow Peter no brought his S1. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. You ever really see those? Very rare car. Yeah. Uh, so, lovely wee car. Wash that. A few nice modern Volvos, three. How big are modern Volvos? They're huge. Absolutely enormous. What was the equivalent of a Q5? That sort of shape a 4x4 came mm-hmm. through. Like an XC90 really, or something? Or? I forget the numbers of these uh, things. Real nice colour and really nice they design. They are lovely. Oh. See the saloons? Do you remember the Top Gear episode they did where they had the Tesla and the Beamer and the Volvo, like the executive cars, and they had yeah. to live in them for 24 hours? And the, that Volvo on it was a lovely car. Yeah. No, they're... Again, I think we said this before about Hyundai too, which is totally out of our, you know, vision usually. It's out of our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, the Volvo stuff, the design of it is so cool. I, yeah. I know nothing about them as in like reliability or anything, but for to look at, I think, yeah, that's a nice looking car. Yeah, some some very dirty cars there. I think people have been saving up their dirt over winter. <laughs> there was two cars in particular, and I, like, I was doing the car wash with my son. There's one of the cars, I think, they just pulled out of the field. I did that years ago. <laughs> So there was a car wash in Craig Avon my dad would have used and they used to give you like a ticket every time you used it and then you built them up six or seven you got a free wash. My mum and dad went on holidays one time and I had his pickup for a week and I mean we drove it everywhere he took it through fields because he did a lot of hunting and stuff and anyway so it was always you know set up for that kind of thing. But I mean like we took it into fields done foil donuts we had mucked like in under the uh, what do you call it, the wind deflectors <laughs> with the muck up in under there rolled in Got her washed. I'm sure they were like, what the fuck is this coming? Washed it, went to take the money, and I handed them the, the seven tokens and was like, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. Yeah. That's what you do when you're, what, 18, 19? Stupid. Love it. Yep. Connor, what about you? Um. Well, the usual. We're, uh, we're kind of joined again, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I have a wee bit. Um, I did Richie Brown is putting together himself a little project for bit of fun over the week uh, the the summer in the form of a vento um and he wanted a plated sump for it so he'd ordered a sump and then a reinforcing plate for it so i i said i'm here get me one as well and i'll weld them on for you so what i thought was going to be a very easy job and i said to him, yeah but no problem it turned out to be a fucking disaster oh dear so the sump comes and it's like i thought it was flat and it's not it curves one way but also one side it curves the other way but the plate that you buy is flat I put it over a bit of wood, stood on it and lifted the lump hammer and started beating it around to make the shape. It was like happy days. Set it on, realized that it curved the other way as well. So then once you try and curve it the other way, it flattens out your original bend. I was just like, what am I going to do? And I didn't want to like cut it and notch it to weaken it or anything like that. So I ended up, I got it eventually after a lot of heating and messing about, but it was just like 
turned out to be a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. Bit awkward. Bit awkward. Yeah, so I was doing a bit of that, which was a slight welcome break. The joke of it is, you buy this plate. It's not like it's just a piece of steel that you made. It's a bought from a company, sold as. It's it's for this literal purpose. It comes from Epitech. So it's like it's laser cut. It has a cutout that you actually bend around the the sump drain plug and stuff, you know, so you weld it all up. Yeah. But it's just a piece of shit. It's not the right shape. I, I played on my own years ago on the Mark III um, with something I had lying, like 6mm steel, which was much overkill, and it was far easier to do. And Brian was going to try and get something that, and we sort of went, just go and buy the actual thing for it and do a better job. Turns out it wasn't. But don't, well, I was going to say, don't tell him, but you'll hear this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, shut up, Richie. Yeah, i done that. That was a slight break from, I was basically doing that when I was doing eyes upon work on the Jetta, and then when I was waiting on the filler, hardening, going over and doing a bit of welding back and forward. Um, Lee, do you want to talk about the Jetta? Yeah, so I had missed a fair bit of work um, with being sick, and then just being away with work. And then, of course, last weekend, I managed to hurt my shoulder. That's right. By sleeping. Because she's old. Welcome to middle age. Yes. This, um, this is what happens, kids. But thankfully, I was, I've been able to get back at it again um, and get some more progress done. So Connor's been working away while I've been out of action because he's awesome. You. <laughs> I am, you know. So we're getting there. This week we got to the stage where we were putting some primer on. Yeah, well, from, from the last recording we've done quite a bit, yeah. So I had, the engine obviously is out, so I had taken the engine out and cleaned it down with my secret weapon which is mr muscle oven cleaner and brillo pads mm. turns out it's a good job yeah because there was an open breather on that thing so it was just like oil vapor everywhere yeah yep. it was plastered so um i had posted that on instagram and got a few messages from people asking what i had used and stuff and shout out to andrew Sturrett, who's been messaging me he's about the same stage with his at the minute as well we were kind of comparing notes on what paint we're going to use and this kind of thing and he had recommended this paint it must be an american brand and it's called motor coater oh, <laughs> i nice. thought that was a really cool name i said the uk version that's engine kitchen <laughs> <laughs> americans are class at naming things absolutely what else did we do well we got the inner arches stripped i stripped those the end of them when you were doing yes, your they're engine. finally done and then we brush that painted. was a long progress it was i uh so we brush painted epoxy primer into those along the front panel and the lower parts of the bed that's all getting textured like your gravitex so it doesn't matter if it's brush painted and you can get a good thick coat onto it so we've got two coats onto them you're finishing up the filler work with the holes and stuff and the brackets where we've taken those off um i was prepping some of the other smaller parts for paint as well engine mounts and all the satin the brake stuff. bar and stuff so they're pretty much ready to go it wouldn't be me without a fuck up though absolutely that's <laughs> because, just part of the course <laughs> yeah so halfway through the week after we'd done all the epoxy primer and stuff and i looked and went oh that's looking really good and gives you a bit of a mental boost i realized that now that lee's wire tucking it and the wiring running inside the wings and the brackets that carry that wiring weren't on oh yeah that's right so we I painted to, it before you had put the brackets so on. i had to I had to make those and then grind a wee bit off and then i had primed put them weld them on and then epoxy prime back over the again so it's all good again but it was just Minor one of those ones the like, ah, of course made them out of 
little like two inch by two inch shelf brackets out of screw fix that I had lying. And I cut one side down, bent the other side round with the pliers and rounded the edges. And they actually looked like something that are purpose built for the job, but mm-hmm. they cost me nothing because we're lying in the corner, which is always nice. And they were zinc plated. Um, filler work is trundling on. I'm going to definitely kill myself at some point if I have to sand anything ever again. I forgot how much of a pain in the ass it is. Mm. And a Mark 1 Bay, as I said in the last episode, is nooks and crannies central. It's just everywhere. So um, I think that's where your metal work, decent metal work comes in, which a lot of mine was, and some of it was hard to get to. So you just had to do what you could. And then, you know, I always try and get it as flush as possible. But with the, there was one part in particular that I had to put a plate behind and weld into the center rather than putting it into it. It was behind the fuse box, and that's a lot of filler. And, of course, it's the most awkward to sand into. So that's been a pain in the ass. Mm, but we'll get there. So, How far away is dumb shit? Don't even talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> we, we also got a new heater for the garage. Yep. So we're back in action, which is nice. It's been cold this last wee while. Oil one? Or? Yeah, yeah, like a caro one. Yeah, it's a Draper Jet Force, so it's um, and it's silent, which is nice. Just in time it's for summer? It's not silent. Just in time for summer, but it's, Oh, just in time for summer. <laughs> it's quiet. For a normal person, it's silent compared to what I remember growing up with. That you couldn't the roar have, of a space heater. You could have stood beside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Lee is like, that's, Lee wants something that doesn't sound like it's even switched on. And but you're not going to get that. Well, you could, but you'd have to pay a lot of money for it. So yes, and you're a lunatic. Yeah, um, yeah. So we got help with that from a listener. So uh, I'll not name him because it comes but through back he channels. Knows who but he is. thank you thank very much. You. Yeah, that's what we've been up to. I've kind of burnt myself out this last week or so, just pushing too hard, and just my usual. I do that every so often, and then I reset. I keep telling you to chill out, but you won't. I can't chill out. I know. Dubshed's approaching. Tension. I know. Even the stress of it. As I said to Lee, we come up past on the motorway today, and I was looking across that, that building. <laughs> you just see it from the motorway, and you're like, oh. It's just like side, in the Vietnam flashbacks. Just do you know what it's like? Do you know when uh, Top Gear, when they used to do the challenges, and the Beetle was following behind? Just like looming in, in the, the background. background. That was us driving up the motorway today. Lee was like, don't look at it. I was like, I haven't e- I've been so stressed with the Jetta, I haven't even thought about it. And now when I see it, stress with other stress, I like it. Yeah, that's, that's it's a secret. And then, be a and I was looking across at it, going, "No, it's looming." So, yeah. Um, a couple other bits from me. We had been talking a while ago. Some of you, if you've been listening, will have heard. The coolant system in the Jetta is horrific. Basically, yeah, it's terrible. It leaks. The radiator's damaged. It's not very efficient, etc. So. We were talking about what can we do and because it's obviously not the engine that belongs in it and there's a lot of custom work and stuff it was like we're gonna have to get something custom done or whatever then we had thought of or connor had come up with a radiator that we thought would probably work and would fit in the space because it's quite a limited space it was a fiat panda one like Mm. an early 90s panda Mm. but um i don't know where you had ordered it from but it basically hadn't arrived after like weeks. Radiators are rust or something stupid, you know, online, some website you've never heard of. A drop shiver. Probably, yeah. yeah. I had been looking, I don't know if any of you have heard of Fresh Reflections. Um, Do you remember them now? No. They make like custom, loads of custom engine parts and... He does a lot of like hammer form stuff, so like he'd make say like a radiator but mm-hmm. the end tanks instead of being square he'll make up wooden blocks and hammer the aluminium around them and it creates like you know you'd see a plastic radiator it's all like the corrugated ends and stuff mm-hmm. on it it's like that only in aluminium they're absolute works of art 
And then I was looking at the time belt cover because mm-hmm. it's fancy and mine, it's in okay shape except there's like a wee hole like in a the rub. top of it like where it's rubbed through. But they're quite dear. But they're also quite fancy. But then I was like, well, if you put one fancy thing in and the rest of the engine isn't really that fancy, then it looks a wee bit out of place. So anyway, to make a long story short, I've solved my radiator problem by buying a fresh reflections radiator oh, yes. <laughs> um, from Matt. <laughs> Who so had it Matt for the Mark II and hadn't used it? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was custom built for his Mark II, and then when he split the car, it was sitting. So, little Miss Magpie here picked that up. <laughs> it's so pretty, and it actually works out lovely. It's a perfect size and all for it, and it's yeah. a good thick core, which was something we were worried about with the Panda one. The yeah, core, it was being too small. Yeah, it was the perfect size, but it was like the core was quite thin. So this was sort of. Okay. So there's a few modifications need to swap the position of the. We're one of the outlets, is it? Yeah, yeah. I just to the other side, and that's it. So we know a guy. He's probably listening. Yeah. Um, and the final thing is, I had noticed a crack in the windscreen of the superb. Uh, two weekends ago, and you know one of these things like I don't know how it happened or when it happened. I just suddenly noticed that there was a crack in the windscreen, and it was a strange one. Like it wasn't like there was a chip. That it started and then went out from there. It seems to have come from the edge of the screen and just cracked through from the bottom. Yeah, it's weird. It's like from in under the bonnet. So, um, got onto the insurance. It's covered as in my plan, and it's a fifty quid excess or whatever. So happy days. I can get it sorted. They put me on to national windscreens. They book you in and get it done. So I was like, right, happy days, and they're coming on Monday to do it. But then I was talking to Andy Maxwell. We had a dubshed meeting in the week there. And he had said, oh, do you know if it's a genuine windscreen or an aftermarket one? And I had never really thought of it. I'd never mm. really entered my head that that was a thing or that there was a difference. So I phoned them back the following day and I said, you know, I just wanted to check, is it a genuine windscreen? And they were like, oh, no, well, you know, you didn't you didn't order a genuine windscreen at the time of ordering. And I was like, no, you just didn't offer me the yeah. option. Obviously, there's better margin on the aftermarket yeah. one. Yeah. So then they were like, oh, right, well, it'll have, to, it'll have to be approved. And I was like, that's fine. Send it through. Oh, it might take a wee bit longer. That's fine. That's what I want. It's not like there's no windscreen in the, in the Superb, <laughs> like it's fine. Yeah. So um, they said, right, we'll send it through. I think it's the Newry branch or whatever who are dealing with it. And uh, the golf with the Newry branch rang me back about 20 minutes later and was like, yeah, that's no problem. Uh, we'll get a, see you in care. two weeks. <laughs> no problem. So they're coming to do that. So, But... PSA for everyone, if you didn't know that that was a thing, um, make sure. And you do ever go to make a claim for your windscreen, make sure that it's a genuine one. You can specify it if, if there's you can if request it's still available. It. Yeah. Um, it might depend on your insurance company whether they'll approve it or not, but I imagine most of them will, because why would they not? I bet you their national windscreens are probably building them the same price anyway. Mm. But as Andy was saying, like they can be slightly different, you know quality or the tint could be slightly different Aye. or you know they might not block the noise as well because they're not the same thickness, thickness or quality or whatever and then i was talking to i've been over in scotland this week with work i was staying with my sister and her partner was talking about he had got a windscreen before or no he hadn't he had a i think a mark 7 golf do you remember he uh, had a gti and he had had this issue this ongoing recurring issue with it where it was throwing a fault code for a bulb being out but none of the bulbs were out and he had taken it to various auto sparks and stuff and they could never really figure it out. So when he sold it, he said to the guy, look, it throws this fault code from time to time for the bulbs. The bulbs are fine. You check them and then it'll go away again after a while. And he said the guy that he bought it off was from London or somewhere. 
rang him up about six months later and he said, just letting you know, I discovered what that fault code was that it kept throwing up. It had had a replacement windscreen at some point in its life and it wasn't a genuine screen. And it was something to do with the rain sensor that was in behind the screen. That's it was wild. throwing this fault as if it was a bulb, but it wasn't. But it was because it was a different screen it just freaked Dodgy it out. Center. Yeah. That's absolutely mental. Isn't it weird? Yeah. He's obviously taken out of that garage and knows what they're talking about. Aye, yeah. yeah. And if he lives in London, he probably has a lot of money, so he's just like, get it fucking fixed. Do <laughs> my head and fix it. That's wild. Yeah. You wouldn't think that. That's like everything with modern cars, it's all tied in. That's the Weird thing. stuff no, is linked to weird, weird stuff. Weird stuff. <laughs> um, so that's, I think, us for what's new with us. So shall we move on to news news? Absolutely. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, first bit of news really is that dubstep entries are closing as of this recording going out this week. They close on Friday. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Third of March. And then there'll be a selection process. And use if you've entered a car, you'll get a reply one way or the other. And also, you can buy tickets. A lot of entries this year. A lot of entries. It's going to be a long day. Are we talking numbers? If you want. Hi. <laughs> I looked at it this morning there. Um, as of this morning. So, what's this? Uh, six days before it closes, we have 758 entries. Is that all? Aye. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of entries. Yeah. And usually in the last week, you do get the last rush of people yeah. who have held off kind of thing. So, if you're listening to this, folks, and it still hasn't, it's not Friday yet, get your entries in if you haven't. Um, You can buy tickets there also. So, uh, check it out. Was given uh, Jimmy Hill a bit of abuse yesterday. Connor Old came around to get a few parts of us, and he was telling me that Jimmy wasn't, he was in two minds, but entered the mini because he's a bit of work to do to it. I messaged him a very friendly message to tell him. Of that course, he should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I couldn't repeat what I said. Um, it wasn't politically correct, but it was true. Um, so there we go. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. Um, a lot of people are struggling with dubshed prep this year, ourselves included. Yep. Um, a lot of people are getting on very well. There's cars entered that I thought would have been down to the wire, I noticed. And then there's some people surprising us as well. You it, seem to, you lead up to Christmas and you go, ah, oh, it's months away to dubshed. And then you enter the 57 weeks of January. Yep. And then you enter the two quickest months of the year, which are February and March. Yeah. And then you've dubbed shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the way it works out. And shout out to James Crow, whose car, remember James, the, the TT went on fire the end of the last year with the, the wiring room on yeah. the dash. And he had said that he was just going to leave it, take it off the road, work away on it until it's ready kind of thing. I seen him out yesterday on it. Yeah. He's a fixed. Fixed. driving it. Yep. Uh, Good like, yep. yep. Impressive. Um, yeah, so a lot of entries, a lot of very strong entries, I will say as well, especially from the non-Volkswagen side. Excellent. The Volkswagen side a lot stronger this year too than last year, which is good to see, but the non-Volkswagen side, especially the Japanese scene in the south, is Metal. bouncing. Yeah. So, love to see it. A few oddball entries too. I always like New England filter. I filter by other, and then I'm like, what's, what's weird? <laughs> what's weird? That's the first thing I went to was the other. I was like, come on, show me what's happening. Excellent. Uh, so, good to hear it. I only have one news this week. Um, it's been a slow, slow news week, I think. Um, and also, I've been away, so <laughs> I didn't have all that much time to do research. But I thought this was just quite an interesting little story. Latvia, the Latvian government, recently had elections, and they have a new coalition government. They've decided they've written in a law or a policy where they're now donating cars that are confiscated from drunk drivers to the Ukrainian war effort. Right. I just thought that was class. May as well do something with them. 
And that's that's also the thing of putting you off your drink driving, isn't it? You know, your car's going to go to a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some car that you might quite like, you know, off to war zone. So they basically they take, rather than most, um, I think here in the UK and in the US and stuff, they go to an impound and then you can either reclaim them or they get sold off at auction. Yeah. But they've decided these impounded cars, they're going to Ukraine. Yeah. Sometimes they crush them and stuff too, which seems a bit wasteful, you mm. know. Why not, basically, why not blow them up? They have a team of volunteers in Ukraine who retrofit, you know, armor plating and stuff to them and send them out. Armor plated Fiat 500 a Barth. Yeah. Brilliant. Just burns the clutch out on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Turns into a smoke machine. <laughs> I would love to know the stats of what cars they're sending to see is there anything weird like that. Yeah. Because there'll be some like local farmer and like a 90s Lada will it'll get taken off him, armor plated. Although uh, you probably just imagine armor. rocking up to Ukraine. Well, you've done it, you Lada. Lada. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> Russian? No. <laughs> I love a Lada. I nearly bought a lot of years ago at rallying. That was rock box of a thing. Yeah, I wanted to go rear wheel drive when I was rallying, and yeah, right now, uh, used to see the ladders rallying in the eighties. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. They are short. They're that championships. Just like three box design. Yeah, yeah, cool. Nigel, I noticed there during the week that there was the Silverstone auction. It was called Race Retro Special Auction, basically mm-hmm. set up, and classic car prices madness as usual. Yep. So, I think it's this been shared. Sierra. Yeah, it's yeah. been shared widely in the last few days, and so it was a Sierra RS five hundred. Now, that's RS, the black two door Sierra, isn't yeah, it? Ah, the wheel tail. Uh, so an RS five hundred is a bit more special than your ordinary Sierra Cosworth. Um, one of I think it was five hundred than made. I think that's hence why the five hundred is not five hundred horsepower, obviously. But uh, they they came with bigger turbo, different intake, bigger intercooler, second fuel reel, improved oil lubrication and a, a variant suspension mods. Very special cars. This is one of the finest that is available. It has something like four or 5,000 miles on it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the previous record for a Cosworth, now a Sierra Cosworth, not a Sierra RS500 Cosworth, uh-huh. was 130-ish thousand pounds. Okay. The hammer went down... During the week there, sold for £596,250. So about four times the price then? Four times the price of the record. Now, if you compare that back to how much that car cost in 1987, that's 30 times the original price. They were about 20 grand back then. That's nuts. <sighs> I I don't think inflation has done that. Like, Yeah, so crazy times are continuing. Do you remember the one here years ago a guy Nal used to bring to the shows? It was a show car that he just raced. Yeah, and he used to bring it to Castlewell. Well with the mirrors yeah. under it. Yeah, that's well, the never happened. I never see it anymore. I'd say that man's just laughing. He's it's like, gorgeous. Yep. It's centre locks and all that. Mm-hmm. That was a car that I didn't appreciate at the time. For I looked at it and went, oh, that's clean, that's cool, but you don't appreciate it. He used to come track days to run the engine in. As you do. That's a real <laughs> man. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, I'll jump around and use a bit here and continue on with auctions. Did you see the latest Bring a Trailer fiasco? The Mark IV R32? I did. You see it? No. No. So this thing 97 was... 97 miles. Na- uh, 97 alleged miles. Alleged miles. We'll go yes, from there. Yes, I heard that too. Um, Deep Blue Pearl, uh, the Aristo was on a standard car. It looked like you the brochure car. Literally yep. just that. Only US spec, obviously, because in America. Um, 
it did have a dent in the roof on the bonnet, which was kind of weird, and you think you might get fixed, but then it goes into that thing of original paint and stuff, mm. and we were thinking of uh, a bit of bolster wear, but, which is odd for a 97-mile car. Um, $104,000 it went for. 104000 Oh, bolster wear. So this is where it comes in, the internet done its thing of doing a bit of digging. Someone has brought up an alleged screen print from a dealership that shows the dealership number there's nothing hidden on it and it shows a recall that was done last year for something um give the recall codes and stuff i can't remember what it was but the dealer's mileage claim on it then was fifty two thousand eight hundred and thirty five miles and now it's up for sale with 97 so nobody has been able to say yes or no or this is a fake or you know it's clocked it's not clocked these someone has photoshopped this dealership thing but that's the talk at the minute and then people started looking into like it's not massive wear in the bolster but it doesn't look like 97 miles of wear if you know what i mean yeah like Unless i'm fat but I somebody was that. getting in and out of it and just sitting in it every day but not driving it yeah maybe they're wearing their sandpaper jeans um <laughs> could have been that so he's a body worker i i just find it weird i also wonder is bring a trailer now like some sort of weird flex for rich people just to be like you know i'll throw 100 grand at that car that's not worth it i don't care you know there's been talk for years that there's a lot of money laundering stuff on it but then you could be they might not be you could get that with any auction you know it's just hard mm. to know mm. um it just a lot of the prices what stuff goes for doesn't make sense it goes back to the age old thing of well go and buy another one with that mileage on it but if it is clocked then you could if you really wanted to yeah <laughs> um yeah it's strange it's but all it's worth whatever somebody's willing to pay for it at the end of the day. That's it, yeah. Strange. I think there's a lot of collectors, you term it, or investors that are being ill-advised too. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, you wonder is that car, if someone bought that to make money on it, how much realistically is it going to yeah. go on up like? Yeah. yeah. Worth a mention. I can see that Cosworth in a few years' time not making the same money again. Really? Just... Is it a bit of a hype? It, it I think there's a, a serious amount of hype behind it. Yeah, it just takes the right hype for something to just go, you know, weird. Ferraris and Lamborghinis are different, you know, that, that sort of rare Lambo. But this is a rare blue-collar car. Yes, that was a working-class hero. You know. Our, our kind of cars. That's not going to keep rising. The sheiks aren't going to go, oh, I must buy myself an RS Cosworth at £2 million. No, I couldn't you imagine. Know, mm. like, yeah. Rush of blood to the head, I think. I don't have any more. Oh, Nigel? <laughs> Right, so 2023 is a year of changes in the car market and a lot of cars are coming to an end. So uh, just uh, it was just an article I've seen about the Audi TT uh, is ending. So a oh. uh, 25-year edition one. It's going, to be the, it's going to be called the TT Final Edition. So to celebrate their ending of the series, they don't in a very civilized, boring Audi manner. Just a few do. bits of trim outside and in. <laughs> Hooray. Very early. Yeah. Hooray. You know, gone are the days of Quattro Sport. So that then led me on to thinking, what else is being discontinued? And I found an article from, where was it again? Uh, hotcars.com or something it's called. So I think I mentioned this last time recorded. Audi R8. It's finishing this That's year. That's right, yeah. Yep. Lamborghini Aventador. Right. Um, Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. Oh, that's the... Their machine. Mentalist. Yeah. Dodge Charger. They look like a shed oh, going racing. Charger. Dodge Challenger. That's the idea yeah. of the Dodge you talked about. Lamborghini Contash. 
it was brought back up. I was going to say it was brought back. Yeah. Hyundai Hyundai Veloster. Veloster? How do you pronounce it? Veloster. Veloster. The Molester. The Molester. Kia Stinger GT. Didn't see them on this side of the Atlantic. Subaru WRX STI. Right. And the Nissan GTR. I heard the GTR was going, mm. yeah. That's Which is weird, because I still think of that being a very modern model of that shape, but it's been out for years now. It has, yeah. What, 15 years? This maybe? sort of thing will only continue as this electric push comes through. They'll, be, they'll be saying goodbye to a lot of different... Like, if they're bending off hot, hot hatches, they're definitely going to get rid of the TT. You yeah. know, there's no real market for that. I really like... I just said Audi was born there. I really like what Audi have done. The, the la- I don't know if it's the last RS3, but the latest RS3. It just looks so aggressive. Is that the way they change the front end? Like there's it's just, like, it's just like it's like a wee bulldog now. The wide, yeah. Has, there's like a little grill above the grill in the bonnet, like a wee long thin strip that makes me think of the old um, the short wheelbase quattros. The short wheelbase oh, quattro yeah, had yeah, that, yeah. and it uh, yeah. looks like they've sort of went and pulled style cues from the eighties. And I was like, that's quite smart. I think they got a bit of heat for the last RS3 being a bit too civilized, pedestrian. Yeah. Unless they just turned it up to volume eleven. Yeah, I suppose Ford done that too. Do you remember with the was it the Mark II Focus RS, the Asbo? Yeah. Oh my God, it was horrible. It was, but they really went for it. Like <laughs> It then, was the ST. It went RS, ST, and then back to RS again. Aye, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Honda done it with a Type R, and it looked like they'd done two Halfords. A yeah. lot of people sort of slated it, and the new Type R now looks more reserved, which is quite yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I suppose it's that thing of, no matter what they do, someone's going to complain, like. Uh, what else have I got? I had Dubshed. Uh, Grosjean's fireball of a car from three years ago mm-hmm. is going on show in Madrid next month. I think it's a tour they're going to bring around all the like certain items from Formula One for like a collection you can go and see. Mm-hmm. And Grosjean's char grilled Haas on the bill. Okay, um, that's strange. It is, yeah. It's a bit gruesome, but I suppose it sort of shows the safety aspect of it. Like this thing hit something at 120 miles an hour. There was a driver in this on fire for, what, 30 seconds or 28 seconds or something. And then, you know, he gets out and he's now racing IndyCar. Yeah. You know, um, but when you see the photos of it, like, it's just a mess. You you know, it just looks like it was in a fire, you know. Yeah. Like, there's no no disguise in it kind of thing. But it'd be interesting to have a nosy around it. You know, there's probably not much of it left, but it's just a feat of engineering. And it's one of those things you sort of look at it and go, Haas are a low-level team. The safety mightn't be there, but it clearly is. You yeah. know, it just. Shows. I think it has to be. Yeah, I don't think they. They don't think they get away with it. That's the thing. But yeah, that was cool. Uh, now, do you anything else, sir? I'm done. You done? What else have I got? Uh, I think I've of two more here. Weatherseas officially dead. So biggest Volkswagen show in the year hasn't ran now for COVID for three years, mm-hmm. and it's been officially announced that that's it. Axed. It's gone. So local town people basically have come together and said the official line is that it doesn't align with their environmental policies i think the unofficial line is you guys fucked up destroyed our town year on end and we don't want you back yeah and they've just used this as an excuse i think the covid break has you know let them see we can still make money from tourists without these decades coming yeah um the original show started back in 81 um now it's an absolute monster draws hundreds of thousands of people the original show had a hundred people at it you know, so it shows the <laughs> yeah. difference what was there um it is a show itself but 
unofficially there's meats running up to it for weeks on end you know it's a big thing it's not going to die like people are going to go back to this whether it's official or not it's the same thing we hit to in america on a much smaller scale you have uh, port sundays and port rush where the police will go and block off the roads they still turn up you know yeah. it's one of those things that's going to be very difficult for them to control but at least volkswagen and the likes of those other big brands don't have their name plastered over it now they can turn around and wash their hands of it and go this isn't us because it is a shit show now like unfortunately it just just became the 15 minutes of fame on instagram and tiktok videos and look at me down a burnout up the street kind of thing so unfortunate but i think we we went we kind of caught the tail end of it lee back for 10 years ago yeah and it was kind of getting that way a wee bit and mm-hmm. then tj and emmons went to remember i think the after movie has a lot to answer for it does indeed yeah and it's, same for all no those shows. It. It's after movies have done damage everybody wants to be in it yeah how do you get into it didn't some stupid yeah um and lastly then small local drifter james dean might be known in the bigger scene, uh, returns to Formula Drift this year. So he's driving for RTR, who is who Adam LZ drives for. So I was reading there, he started his career back in 06 in a Ford Sierra, and he's back in a Ford and 1,100 horsepower Mustang. Does that mean there's four drivers in that team now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have De Novo, yeah. Adam LZ, your Vaughan, man, and James Dean. Yeah, so there's four of them now. It's a big yeah. team. Very the machine. Nice. Yes, indeed. Uh, he, Did you watch the video? No, I haven't seen it yet. He, he James Dean, he talks to the camera fine and all the rest of it, but he, he'd be sort of, in a way, a wee bit like Andy Murray, the way he sort of expressed himself. Yes. He wouldn't really show all his cards, but when he was talking about the car, he says, you could see how insane it is. Uh-huh. It's a different delivery of power because it's uh, naturally aspirated, mm-hmm. or is it charged? It might be charged, charged, but it's not a turbo. It's not yeah. turbo. It's just a different. And then him having to adapt to left hand drive, he just ha- he says I have to recalibrate and reprogram his brain basically to adapt. Is it the Eurofighter he calls the BM that he drives over here in in Europe? Yeah, that things an absolute animal. We've seen it. Remember at the yeah. LZ Fest, like and awesome. It's just like it's almost like mind control. It's just like he knows where he wants to put the car, and that's where it goes every time, which is just incredible. Um, he won the series seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. He had a three-year break because he was in Russia for a while in Europe and all that craziness. And then he's back, and I would be surprised if he doesn't win it this year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the the angst will have a lot in their hands this year with it. So it's good to see him back because he went over there the first time and they sort of went, "Who's this dick?" And he showed them who this dick yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> that's and he did it repeatedly. So yeah, fair play to James. Again, as we always say, good to see people from this country doing well. Yeah, and that is me out of news. Cool. Cool. Before we go into YouTubes, shall we take a moment to talk about our other sponsor? Yes. So our longtime sponsor and friend, Studio 10 Detailing, regular listeners will know about him. Located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland, Robin specialises in vehicle detailing, paintwork correction and ceramic coatings. As well as being the only Mavinci approved detailer based in Northern Ireland, they also offer an online training program called Foundation Pro. This is designed for people who want to improve their current skill set to a much higher level or are considering starting their own validating business course also features other benefits such as discount codes for various detailing companies and much more. To view all their detailing packages, training course and obtain details on other services they provide, visit their website. And for daily detailing content and information, you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10 Detailing. This is usually the part where we would chat about what Robin has been up to this week, but we can't 
because he's been on holiday. He's been Can on holiday. It's for his birthday, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's lying up sunning himself, probably somewhere in the North Coast, I imagine. I did see a hot tub involved, so we'll not talk about what he's doing <laughs> for the birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy we, birthday, Robsy Wobsy. And uh, his chat will return. He'll get back, I'm sure, to be doing plenty of dub shed prep for people over the next few weeks. I was actually talking to him at the start of the week and. I think he sort of needs this break because his bookings are going mental. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking something done for Dubshed, I don't know if there's any slots left, but you maybe need to check with him. Reach out and see. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um. So who has YouTubes? I have a few. I have a few here. My YouTube's uh, watching has went down uh, since we last recorded because Clarkson's Farm came out. And yes. And I was just obsessed. Yes, we watched a- it absolutely too. Absolutely superb. Fantastic stuff. Um, just from episode one to I think it was episode eight, it's just brilliant class. It seemed a lot less scripted this year, you know, like a lot mm. less set up. It was yeah. a few wee bits, but it didn't seem just as bad I like as the, the smoke, smoke alarm in the shed. And ah, it was a bit, yeah, I was about cutting the heads and stuff, yeah. you know. Everyone just happens to be in the right place at the right time with the camera, that kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But no, it's good. You, Nigel, from a farming background, do you in agriculture and stuff, do you see is it a good thing what they're doing? Absolutely. Is it, it, they went to award ceremony because they've done more for the farming industry and community in the two, well, the first season than the Farmers Union or any sort of farming alliance has done. That's class. It's brought the awareness of the importance of the agriculture industry to the forefront. Brilliant. No, there's guys in work that I know, like in their city boys through and through, and they're talking about it and talking about like farm shops and stuff. And I'm like, that's what I'm seeing. That's why I was wondering, you know, yeah. from the actual like industry side of it, is it a good thing? But clearly it is. That's uh, class. If you like that sort of thing, there's another um, YouTuber actually, Ollie, Ollie Contractor. I forget what he's near Liverpool and he does a daily vlog. He started during lockdown and he's quite interesting to listen to. He, he he just does a daily vlog on what he's doing the farm. He's an arable farmer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would tell you what's going on in the industry. And like, this is not to do with cars, but do you, remember the, do you remember the egg crisis before Christmas? Yes. That yeah. was basically the supermarkets refusing to pay the prices. Mm-hmm. Did you hear in the news this week, oh, there's a shortage of fresh fruit bread? There's not. Yeah. There's a refusal by supermarkets paying the prices. Well, Everywhere did. else in Europe has, because they're paying the price. And I heard your local greengrocers all had. Fully stocked. Yeah. Yeah. But BBC are pushing, oh, there's a shortage because of the bad winter. Aye. So how screwed the media? Look at this whole. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had called it uh, veg vegit. Vegit. Like Brexit, but <laughs> but it was a very laboured. I was like, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. You're re- <laughs> like, reaching there. It's the same this time of year every every year. Like uh, fella Clive, I know, runs a fruit and veg shop in Newton Hours, like, and as soon as these news stories came out, he was flat out on the social media going, our shelves are tomatoes full. tomatoes here. Our shelves are full. Don't believe this crap. Yep. He's probably laughing, going, yeah. come to me. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. No, that's cool. Yeah. Clarkson's Farm. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. 10 out of 10. Wonder can the Americans get it? They probably can, I'm See sure. them rolling up to the that award ceremony in the Lamborghini. <laughs> Aye. And Caleb's And Caleb face. was just like, whoa. <laughs> No, that's a good show now. Do you want to go on or will I I'll jump? crack on if you want. I uh, go for it. Just quick few mentions of de- various ones. Uh, Adam, Adam LZ was in Vegas for some 
event. I forget what it was it was at, but in Vegas you have iRaws Motorsport, which yes. are an Audi specialist. Good video there, getting a talk around a few cars, some really cool old school quattros and stuff with modern engines in them. What they do with an RS3 is yeah. god tier. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first cars I seen on um, this versus that with the Hoonicorn that actually gave it a run for its money. Yeah. I think it won one of the two races. And, but I mean, it was like, even the others it lost, it wasn't even a car length, you know, that kind of thing. The thing that blew me away is the guy that owns it's really young. Oh yeah, and he's so laid back. He's a real he, nice guy. Like early 30s. Yeah. What am I doing with my he's life? He's so chill. <laughs> yep. But he sort of talks at the tar- start of it, like he, it was all a big risk and just sort of... I how it came about, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll check that out. I think it's only 10, 15 minutes. Also, your Tripper show, there's the Rotiform video dropped. I have this. It was yep. good. Our friends over at Rotiform are no stranger to a short story. Yeah. It's, and it's seriously cool. Um, do you recognize anyone in or a car? I think so. Mark Brumman. See the guy with carrying the bags in yeah, the yeah. 80s tracksuit? That's tons of gas who we met. Uh, That's who it is. So Mark is big into his 80s stuff. And this video is basically him set as an 80s drug dealer. Oh, GTA. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and is the 80s tracksuit on and is the bag Diablo. It's just. It screams yeah. 80s the entire video. It's seriously cool. Because we were in the house and I said, oh, they've dropped a video. Stuck it on. It's one of those things that like, none of it really makes sense. as a bit of a laugh and just a lead up to the show, but it's just fun to watch. Yeah. So no, it's shout out to those guys because they do some really, if you ever look back at their backlog of videos. Yeah, yeah. It's class. Some, some of the, the wee short stories and stuff. Production level is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's well Absolutely. done. Uh, my last YouTube is Top Gear. They've done a factory tour of the Singer factory in California. So Singer have just went from strength to strength over the years. And they're now in a 115,000 square foot factory in California. So they do a sort of walk around with the CEO, um, Maison Foaz, you call him. And he basically walking around the process. So you get an eleven in and it's stripped off site because it's dirty, as he mm-hmm. calls it. So it's stripped off site and then the chassis is brought in. Um, walks through the stages, this uh, paint trim reassembly. Uh, very interesting. It's about, I think it's a 15 minute video and it just looks, it looks like a real elite garage. Like it doesn't look like a factory. It looks like experts that are passionate about their thing, walking about building just class cars. Yeah. And if you want to book a build, you might have to wait. I think it's 2027 is the next slot. Ooh. <laughs> no, <they're> not. <laughs> Unless you get a last minute cancellation. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine it. Yeah. A friend of mine, a listener of ours, was a head fabricator for Singer for years. And some of the stories he's told me is just so cool. Yeah. Um, that it's a, I think from what he has said, a lot of things have changed over the years and stuff with it. But like, you know, the the working and the people that work there, you know, they're passionate about what they do. And that's the sort of thing. You don't do that unless it's what you're into. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That you? That's me for YouTube. Um, two other ones I have here then. Uh, the first one is a, a channel called Non-Standard. Um, it's a foreign guy somewhere in Europe. I'm not sure where. Building a Mark III and a Mark II. Uh, the Mark III has an R32 engine, big brakes, big wheels, and he's showing kind of the engineering of how he makes everything work and mm-hmm. how he adapts the brakes and stuff. And it's just an interesting build. He's a bit crazy, but he's interesting to watch. Good. Uh, then another one was sent to me by Adrian McGrillan. Cheers, Adrian. And it's the channel's called Samuel Mosca, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, but he's building a Mark II, and he's up. But he's building an entire Mark Seven and a Half GTI into the Mark II. Right. Okay. So 
dash swap, interior swap. Um, he's trimmed the head cloth down to keep the Mark Seven head cloth with all its panels, you know, but make it fit the Mark Two mm-hmm. engines in. Um, going as far as like he keeps all the electronics, so it's not a case of swapping the engine and not doing anything with it. He's cut the door skins out on the edge with the door latches and welded the Mark Seven door latch in, so it runs all like their keyless entry and the working. It is just nuts. Like there's no there's no voiceover. It's just like a 20 minute video sometimes a five minute video sometimes a 20 minute video with music over just showing what he's doing and even like the headings of each video don't really tell you what's happening in it until you kind of click into it when you go through it and see the work that he's doing it's absolutely mental it's cool to see it documented and outside it just looks like a totally standard mark ii and then inside it's a mark seven and a half and same with the engine and these the the digital cluster everything works in it which is pretty Mm. cool and everything's well packaged but the, the work to do that, to package everything in a much smaller car and still make it look the same is crazy. So fair play to him. Builds I got aren't really my thing, but the engineering behind them are. Yeah. So that's what I like to see. So something to be a bit different for YouTube for me from normal Jimmy Oaks talk. <laughs> Just when we're talking about media, Drive to Survive dropped yesterday. Have you watched any of it yet? I haven't had a chance. Mate. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, good. then we won't talk about it this episode. We'll leave it till next time because it's good. It is good. Yeah. There's some things I want to discuss. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's uh, it's as usual what we talked about hyped and new and drama and stuff. It's clever but, editing and stuff. Uh, like that. but it's also it's quite good. It shows a bit of behind the scenes. That you, it's that's what I like is there's stuff in it that you can't set up that's or it's obviously not set up that's mm. you know interesting well, to see. The stuff that's been thrown up on social media is constantly that uh, bosses meeting where Toto's giving off about the poor person uh-huh. and he's really losing it yeah. and then yeah. Horner turns around and goes fix, fix your, your car, car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't the only one that it was basically them against Toto like and there's a few other things to cover the cost cap and stuff like that yeah. and the breach and it was it was good to go hey, Horner's a uh, there was a catering error or something, was that it? Yeah, I think it was like a 0.5% mm-hmm. error that it went towards catering and then there was a whole backlash against them with the other bosses and stuff and uh. it's uh, it's, a, it's the usual and then like somebody said like if this was the other way Horner would be screaming about it, oh. you know and of oh, course absolutely. he would, yeah. yeah. they all would. I heard his nickname, Karn, Karn oh, Horner. I, yeah, Karn Horner. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's good, it's lighthearted entertainment. And um, then we've got the actual F1 starting next weekend. Yeah. What's the first race? I can't even remember. One of the desert oh, is it? countries. <laughs> That's terrible, but... Go a bit quick there. Somewhere hot. Bahrain. Bahrain. Sorry, repeat that again. So where does it start, Lee? Uh, Bahrain. Ah, the first good. one next ah, weekend. We it's quite good when it's in different places like that because it means it's on in the evening for us. Yes, uh, as opposed to doesn't eat into the jet of time. Yeah, although I can't. Now, now that I say that, I'm actually thinking, am I wrong? But is it nighttime there and not here? Aye, they'll have it before us. But I did look up the time, and the the website that I use normally shows you the time UK time. Ah, fair enough. You know yeah. I mean? If it's in Bahrain, it'll be shown at night. Yeah, for us. Yeah, ah, very good. As opposed to Australia, which is on at like six in the morning or something. I got up for last year and. It was a washout, I think, or something <laughs> happened. It was shade anyway. Um. So yeah, that will give us a or bit more to talk so, about. Hold on, I'm wrong. Oh, Jesus! The world with Relo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if it's nine o'clock here and it's three, 
We'll come back to that one. If a train oh leaves London, travel. <laughs> the other train leaves it. <laughs> People are shitting at us right now. Because you're idiots. Yeah, we correct. Are. We you're are idiots. If you don't What's know we're new? idiots after three years, like you're an idiot. <laughs> oh dear. Let's move swiftly on. Uh, Connor, questions? Do you have some questions from the listeners? Yes, we do. Um, we'll start off. Uh, juniors. Oh, Nigel's face. He's still trying to do the maths. <laughs> this should be easy. It should. Hang on, right, hold on, we'll, we'll circle back. When is the race at night time in Bahrain? Yes, it's a night race. Yeah. Then it'll be in the daytime for us. Because we're behind them in time. Yes, correct. Yeah. There you go. So an 8 o'clock race there, say it's 5 hours behind, will be 3pm. There we go, let's move on, make peace with sort it. Of. Good night. There's my GCSEs coming in well now, GCSE I geography. I had a stroke thinking about that. <laughs> my head's melted at the moment. Uh, juniors Restorations... Um, I'll do the usual. Simon says, Simon says, uh, will there be a dildo of consequence t shirt available at Dubshed? <laughs> Any graphic designers out there, hit us up. I think we should do stickers with that on it. Yeah, what do you reckon? We'll have to Shameful. get a few done. Shameful, I like it. <laughs> um, that's definitely struck a chord with people when I said that. Hey, <laughs> uh, Jake underscore slow up. Favorite car from the year you were born. Apologies, but no cheating. Mark 1 Golf GTI. Was that the year you were born? What year were you born? 78. Did they come out in 78? 77. No, launched in the year you were born. La- sorry. So launched in the year you were born? Oh, launched in the year you were born. Oh, flip. I'll go. You go. Uh, mine is either... I thought you just meant the year of... You'll have to jump on there. Uh, mine is torn between two so it's either the Corrado or uh, S13 180SX which are both absolute shit boxes and <laughs> need a lot of work done to them to make them cool but that's me all over Um <laughs> I would probably take the 180 out of the two which will probably surprise a lot of people but mm. big big fan of those that's the yeah, pop up lights boy it is yeah mm. the drifty boy with the scene tax on them now well speaking of notorious shit boxes I don't know if you need to do an awful lot of work to this one but I do think they're a great car, one of the greatest cars probably ever built, but I think they do have their share of problems. Does it be controversial? I'm lo- it just worked out perfectly for me because it's the year I was born, and I was like, well, I don't need to think about it because that's the obvious choice. It's the Ferrari F40. Oh, ah. sweet. 1987. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't fall under the shipbox category that mine does. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a cool car you're thinking of? Just the, your favourite from the year you were born that was launched the year you were born. Okay, then. Right, sorry. So it could I be completely, anything. I completely misunderstood that question. So mine was either a Corrado or a 180SX. And I or mine's either a BMW M1 or a Mazda RX-7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> M1, that's a... I'm going M1. Is the RX-7 that old? Yeah, the big square body. Wow. Voice. Probably an older one. I, M1, BMW M1. Aye, that's a no-brainer there. Yep. I like it. Uh, that's a class question. I really like that. They're all class questions. They've all got lovely bottoms. All have merit <laughs> and worth. Yes. Um, Michael K. GTI. Oh, this is bad. Just got just got my driving ban. Holy smokes! Right. How how long's he banned for? He doesn't say what he's done. Here. Thirty months. Holy smokes! I don't know. That that I'm not I, delve in there. Yep, that's quite a ban. Uh, fair play to you. So, young and dumb with bad influences, I have I have been there, but we move on. 
any of you guys ever get banned, uh, any advice for me, all I ever wanted to do was drive, but now life just seems hopeless. Uh, on a plus note, the B3 is back from getting the new coat of Alpine white paint. Uh, at least it's nice to look at. That's the main yeah. thing. Um, I haven't been banned, but I was very close. Uh, what charge? It got dropped. So it was originally dangerous driving, and it got dropped to... Careless. No, driving without you current attention, which was odd. I'll talk about it because it's a long time ago, but I basically wasn't racing on the motorway because that wasn't what I got done for. Um, but I... Uh, we come across two cars basically and they wouldn't get out of the way so I took the hard shoulder and went out around them and one of them was an off-duty cop who then took me to court and done witness and all this shit um the I think there was a few untruths told on their side of things because I was able to prove that the speed that they said I was doing wasn't capable in the car that I had it was a one-liter Corsa yeah so um that sort of eased things up a bit with me and I ended up getting Five points, five points and a big fine and go keeping my license um what's i didn't think i was like i i went on the train to the court in lisburn expecting to get the train home again <laughs> um yeah so it's, it's not a nice thing um hanging over you especially i didn't get banned you haven't been no nope, touch wood go, you ever banned two days driving charges and was that a ban <clears throat> One up north and one down south. Both uh-huh. got dropped to careless. Ah, so you same as me then. You you got off lightly. One was in a Nova. One was in a CRX. <laughs> <laughs> Proper hooligan cars. The CRX incident was down south. We got. This we were, is something we avoided talking about for a I long wasn't time. Prison, I was in a jail cell for three hours. <laughs> I love that story. Like. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's not nice, especially hanging over you. Like, it's followed for 10 miles by an unmarked uh, police motorbike. That's impressive. A group used to. And then there was like a smoky and bandit checkpoint. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me that you seen the checkpoint up ahead and went, oh, someone's in trouble. Someone's in trouble. And then you realize, oh, it's, it's me. You. I am someone. <laughs> someone is me. Yeah, so that's not nice. The only thing I can say advice-wise is he has the two project cars. He's the GTI Mark IV, the Jazz Blue one that was at Eurotreffen, mm-hmm. and he has this Alpine White B3. Throw yourself into them and do something with them. Yeah. If you, yeah. Have, if you have any long-term plans for stuff to do to them that you want to, you know, take the car off the road. Nice to Yeah. You know, it's shit. He's only got his license. This has happened. Take as a learning curve. It's happened. There's no change in it. And throw yourself into cars and build something actually fucking special. You know? Yeah. Make the most of the time. I suppose it's a bit of COVID there where people were had downtime and just threw themselves into cars. We couldn't because we had no garage. Um, but yeah, good luck with that, Michael. Cool.air.auto. What is your guilty pleasure car? For example, mine would be an R33 GTR Nissan Skyline, which is quite a guilty pleasure car. <laughs> We've had this question before and my answer remains the same. Cars that I like are cool because I like them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure car. However, the one that I give the answer, which I'm, I look forward to further uh, comments and messages throughout the week that I got the last time I said this, which is a Chrysler PT Cruiser. Yeah, which is still get I, I still get messages about it. Never mind you. You like what you like. That's it. Yeah. Here we can't all be right. Yeah. They're cool. I don't care. They're awesome. <clears throat> Mine's still in the Honda Brigade. As a seasoned Volkswagen head, I do like my 90s 
late 80s, early 90s Hondas, EFs, CGs, EKs with K-swaps and things like that. And I would pretty much do to those what I do to Volkswagens, which would be butcher them. Um, <laughs> there's nothing escapes that, but they're cool cars. They do have a massive following. It's not really a guilty pleasure, such, but it's more guilty for the scene that I come from. Mm. You don't expect it, but I do like my Hondas. Yeah. What about you? That's not really good. I like all cars to an extent. Like so, like, I can't really think anything off the top of my head. You've had a lot of different yeah. cars. Like you talked there, and they go with the CRX, Novas, Cavalier GS, or not Cavalier Carlton GSIs, and what else? You've had some. You've had a vast range yeah. of stuff. Fords. A few Fords, not too many. Do you want to admit to them? No. <laughs> I'm really joking. <laughs> Your brother's listening. <laughs> no, nothing. Nope, none. That'll do. Uh, thank you, Noah. Um, AJMVW, shout out to Andy. What's the new trend going to be this show season? Unfinished cars at Dubshed. Well, that'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. I don't know specifically, but I can bet going by previous trends is going to be something fucking stupid because it usually is. <coughs> the weird exhausts. Remember, we had one last year. What was the weird exhaust? The oh, the tied up, yeah. not exhaust. Hopefully not. That's expensive to do. So thankfully, that'll put a lot of people off. What about that one that Connor Old showed us yesterday? <laughs> what was this? Exhaust. Oh, oh, we can't talk about that one. But yes, I. I'll tell you okay. Uh, <laughs> I know I had said that I've recovered from my illness. I still do have like an occasional cough. You can definitely and yesterday, Connor Old showed us this photo and I went into a fit of laughing and then I fit a cough and I thought yeah. I was going to boke. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But yeah, there's always some trend every year. Yeah. Always... Unfortunately, we can't predict them. No. We're not Mystic Megs. We have to block them. Yeah. Um, he also says, what would you like to see more of this show season? Older cars. Yeah. Older and older modified cars, yeah. like people pushing the limits. And to be honest, modern... Attention to detail in the builds. Yeah. Modern cars pushing the limits too, because it's very easy to get a modern car and you've kind of exhausted your budget with something big. Mm. But there is people out there who do do the mad shit to the more modern stuff too. And that's what I like to see as well, as much as the modern stuff isn't my thing. I like a bit of everything. But yeah, I think at shows, it's it's really cool to see like a super original concourse whatever because that's nice in its own way but for me shows is all about the modified yep and as nigel says the details for me is like i want to see i want to walk around a car three or four times and see something new every time which kind of like we talked before but robin's r32 was like that saying that i really loved hugh Hugh cocky's uh the red mark red mark one yeah but then it's modified 20 volt turbo. But I think, no, I think a year before or two years before, he brought a completely standard one. He did. It? Yes, that's right, actually, yeah. And it sat beside another red one, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's cool when you have a mixture of both. And it's like if you have one beside another as well, that you can compare. But that, that red one with the 20 volt, that was done so well. It was gorgeous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning. Quick. I remember judging around it and looking and seeing the wee details and even closing the doors and how solid everything yeah. was. Yeah. It's like, there's not, I've never seen a Mark 1 like this. Um, Jim underscore yearly signed up for Street Weekend in June, so we're in England. He says, I need to, I need to kick up the arse to get my Mark III done. Jim, I'm with you, mate. <laughs> Leah's been kicking my ass for a long time and still not working. Um, Chris.moran90. Oh, Chris, old buddy, old pal. He says, Diamond cut wheels are shite and a waste of time. Prove me wrong. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Can't. I'm not going to prove you wrong. No. <laughs> because no matter what you do to them, they always fucking end up corroding. I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um, They can look good, but it just it never lasts. There's no point in driving on them. Yeah, that's unfortunate. They can look good on a garage wall. Um, He and I have a lot of discussions about that. And we're both in the same wavelength. Uh, I used to really love an old diamond cut wheel Ford done. Uh, I think it was in the the Escorts, like a Mark III or Mark IV Escort. Mm-hmm. And it looked really well on a Mark III Fiesta RS Turbo. Uh, like an OEM sort it's of like thing. like a seven spoke. And I think you can picture the ones you mean, yeah. Oh, you think diamond cut and you think modern. Mm-hmm. But then Ford were obviously reason that back then, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Murray.D91. What are your thoughts on car wraps for against recommendations, etc.? They have their place. Yeah. They're not for me, but a well-done wrap does take me by surprise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crap out there. Graphics in general, like Ronan Hickey's car, the Mark 1, it completely transformed that car. Yeah, yeah. Ronan's Mark 1 was a really nice, well-built, understated Mark 1 with a G60 in it. And he put some stickers on it, and just, the world went mad. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was crazy. It just brought all this attention. Um, I would say if you're going to get it wrapped, having spoke to someone recently who had her car wrapped and then removed it and realized a lot of stuff, I would be careful who you take it to. Mm-hmm. And it's not the cheap fix I think people think it is, you know, compared to paint and stuff like that. Although I bought paint recently or paint supplies. Oh my God. I got my eyes opened and my wallet. On my ass, because papers. That was a tough day. It was. Everything was open, <laughs> including my mouth. It was mad. I went in to buy a couple of bits for Lee's Jetta and thought I'll be thirty quid and come out and it was sixty. I was like, uh huh. And even the the guy I've been buying off him for years, he was like, he says the price of stuff is just ridiculous. He says, and he was talking me through what had went up and it was a better Brexit, but it was mostly you know the price, just material stuff. And he says it can't be materials at this point. He says it's price gouging. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Just a money grab. Yeah, and he obviously passes that on because he's a business. I buy a big drum of weed killer every year for the gardening work, and uh, it was 30 quid for this big drum. It's now 90. Aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's tripled. It's not slick. Please explain. No, nothing's <laughs> easy at the moment. Um, Graham underscore 6N. He had said last time, I think, he was having problems with the polo for dubshed. He has just <laughs> said, stress and over dubshed prep big time dot dot dot. You and me both, kid. Yes. Let us know. <laughs> Let us message me. I'm curious. I want to know what's happening. Uh, Alan Brown, 713. Where do you even begin when you've an engine? Where do you even has? I feel attacked. Where do you even begin when you've an engine swap project you started and not touched in 10 years? Well, welcome. To- well, Hello. What about one Pull that you started and not touched in 15 years, Connor? Oh, no, no. I have a G60. It's 15 years this year, too. I have 14 on the polo. Yeah. Well, I should be asking you. I treated um, myself by buying a G60 Edition 1 with a broken engine when I was 30. I'm now 45. And it's Coming. still still broken? So it's 15 years. <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there, Nigel. It's nearly there. Um, where do you start? Honestly, I'm going to have to go back. Like, I started this with the Mark III well, it kind of went to the wayside with the garage built and stuff back in 2020. Um, so I'm, what, three years into the summer when I go back to it. And I'm just going to inventory everything I have and see, make a list of what you need, check it off against what you have, and then just make a plan and do it in bite-sized chunks and see. He doesn't say what the swap is or what mm. the car is or rarity of parts and stuff, but 
stockpile your parts is definitely the way to go and try and dry fit everything and mock it up because if it's something like a, a VR and a Mark III, which could have had a Mark III, that's simple enough. Um, if it's going into a Mark One, you know, you're into custom brackets or buying mm-hmm. them off the shelf and stuff. But I would say organize, take stock of what you have and don't just jump into it. Um, OG underscore Mark One Madness Escher says, have you ever drank potching? Yes. Yes. I wouldn't. Uh, also known as moonshine, that's it. Yes, it mm-hmm. is indeed. I wouldn't like to elaborate. There might be some in our house. Um, have we some left? Maybe. There was shocking. We used to have some in a in a Jack's fruit cider glass bottle, right? And for years, we didn't realize that Jack's fruit cider was actually purple. And I seen it in the shelf one day and went, that's a funny shade of color for that. And then realized, no, ours at home is Pacino, not Jack's fruit cider. Um, another humorous story. Lee decided she would be smart one night at a house party of ours and spiked. Lee had a drinks fountain. And it was like a punch thing running through it. And she spiked it with a potching. And I don't know if you forgot or what, but you drank a lot of it. I and then it was thrown up everywhere. I love that. She basically spiked herself. <laughs> Back far there. That's how I got her. We had a bottle at uh, Ultimate Dubs one year, do you remember, in the hotel oh lobby? Oh, my God. Yeah. So back in the Ultimate Dubs days when we used to go over and it was chaos, we used to take 10 cars over to England. And it was probably over 20 of us anyway. But we started bringing our own drinks like you normally wouldn't go to a hotel and bring your own drink because it's a bit rude or whatever. But we started bringing our own drinks because the hotel bar used to regularly run out of drink. You would drink. The, this was before the days. Did you go to Ultimate Dubs in the early days? Yeah. So everyone used to drink in the hotel bar. And it was great because you could mix with people, talk. What are, you, what are you driving? Yeah. And then everybody started going out. And then it kind of died off. We still drank in the bar. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we used to drink the bar dry. And then... We would have had to carry it with us anyway, so you just went out to the cars and lifted a bottle of Jack Daniels. And at one point, we were in the hotel, and they were coming and lifting the glasses off our table with a bottle. Of, they weren't even under the table. A bottle of Jack Daniels, a bottle of vodka, and a bottle of potching on the on the table, and we were just drinking away, and nobody questioned it, nobody cared, because they were just flat out and they were making money hand over yeah. fist anyway. Yeah. Um, that was the night. Was it Chibi? Um. He drank a lot of you it. You dared him to drink the pot chain and he was like, I've already had loads. And you were like, that boy there says you haven't. And he was like, oh, have I not watched He was me? steaming. And then he was running the halls at like four in the morning looking for his phone, which was in his hand. Yeah, he and was I think when up. Connor said that boy there says you haven't, he was referring to like a plant, like a potted plant yeah. that was sitting beside him. He was a mess. Like, yeah. <laughs> back when we were young and stupid. Uh, but yes, to answer your question, sir, we have. Yes, we have. Bit. Uh, and then actually... Last year, John Coulson brought us actual moonshine, moonshine. Uh, to Eurotripper. Euro yeah. And we were drinking in the car park at like one in the morning. And I drank it and it was like, that's actually really nice. And It was quite like potching. Yeah. And it, but it was like, it was smooth, which mm. was good. It was it was quite good. Um, he also says, when are you coming to Mark 1 Madness? I We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we would like to very much. Yeah. We've had people, do you know anything about Madness? I've heard bits and bobs. Yeah. Big Mark One show in the in uh, basically it looks like a forest park kind of thing, all camping. It's like I think a big it's, campgrounds and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the sale. The thing of it's more about the people than the cars, and mm. but it just looks brilliant. I'd love to get to it. Um, we've had a few people look on us over for years now. Um, I think I would just sweat to death in the tent. <laughs> I wouldn't smell good after that. I wasn't <laughs> the plane home from that. Uh, Mr. Underscore Bishy Underscore Evo Two RS. I'm going to get Gary to shorten that name. Um, <laughs> 
He says, finally started into the arduous task of sorting out the body work on the Evo this weekend. Wish me luck. Yeah, well, good so luck with that one. and peas. He was messing me the other night about a few bits for spot wells and stuff. So that'll be, he's at the fun point I was last year. Um, Robin33, friend and previous guest. Yep. He says it's coming into his time of year now with the F1. Man mm-hmm. might be a bit busy. I would say so. Probably listen to this at a computer. Um, he says, what's your motivator to get off your ass in front of the TV and out to the garage. Trying could have been something you watched on the TV. It could be. A deadline. Big yeah. motivation for me sometimes is going to car shows, coming home from them, from yeah. going Ooh. to a car show, seeing cars, getting inspiration. Right, I'm going to do that. And The amount of times we come back from shows and you've seen something, you went, right, that's it, yeah. building a show winner. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, good weather is also an inspiration. Mm. Oh, yeah. The depths of the dark winter here aren't really... I've had a few moments, Lee will tell you, with like the Jetta and stuff, that you just know that it has to happen because there's a deadline. And the last thing I want to do after coming home from work is go out and do it. But you kind of go to yourself, I have to, I have to do something here. Yeah. And the way I do it, I basically lie to myself, which is a bit weird. And I go out and go, I'll do 45 minutes, I'll do an hour, you know, and go, it's still an hour I hadn't got done, yeah. but it's not the end of the world. And then once you get going... I find that I tend to go, I'll just do another hour. Bit, and you just bit. keep yeah. sort of edging it. But the hardest part generally is getting off your ass. Yeah. And once you're up, you kind of get into the way of it sort of thing. But the house is warm and comfortable and has a TV. Mm-hmm. Usually snacks and stuff like <laughs> that, you know. No filler dust to breathe in. Well, we can put a TV and snacks that's the in plan. the garage. Well, that's so. the plan. Now you've got a heater. So. <laughs> now we have a heat. The heater the is house. Just get a sofa definitely going to help. bed. I like it. Also, Ian K in Florida messaged me, said that when Lee mentioned buying right, a heater, yeah. he thought she was buying a gun. <laughs> Get the heater. What different worlds we live in. I didn't know that was a slang oh, yeah. term for a gun. So. A heater? Yeah. Excellent. I like it. We're going to get a wee gun sticker for the heater. Um... FF Metalworks, Denis, he says, how about I email you once a week for four weeks? We had a big row over the week because he was torturing some supplier about something, uh, parts for the Jeep. And I was like, you emailing them doesn't make any difference. And he was like, but fuck them, I'm going to email them. <laughs> um, he says, are Rotiforms bougie? No. He's maybe purchased some for a vehicle he has. Uh, or else Lorraine's come over, which there was two sets of wheels bought. So big flex from those guys mm-hmm. um jay rice 283 <laughs> i've been tagging this so many times people want you and i to be some sort of fucking weird twins do you know what i'm gonna say the jetta there's a mark one jetta for sale in castle well the mars red one um you guys actually at DC myself show. and andrew maxwell were talking about this yes yeah um he says do you want me to drive this mark one jetta in castle well and home for you connor oh, lovely <laughs> No, that's, uh, I couldn't do it. It's Plus, not dear. If it's solid, it's not dear. Yeah, that's the thing. And that being not dear makes Lee's mutsy. Mutsy nicer, even. <laughs> um, you need to get the insurance sorted and nothing. Yeah. Yeah, agreed value. Um, FF Metal works again. So, Connor, when's your ram coming? He was sent me an ram. Uh, no. I don't want to. I want to do more than a hundred miles per charge in my Ram. There was a very funny piss take. Uh, it was sort of like a Super Bowl advert for one, and it was. Did I send it to you, Lee? It was about um, basically like replacing 
what was a premature ejaculation with premature i did see this yeah, like you're running out of premature cars. electrification that's or something. what it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was quite good um no poke no love he says another canadian says don't forget to grab your jumper before going into the garage so i think his shop foreman is scottish and he wanted to go outside with him for something. He says, pull your jumper on there and come out. And he was like... They don't say jumper. They say sweater. sweater. Yep. He yeah. was like, what the fuck's a jumper? So he messes me going, I know what a jumper is. <laughs> Which always fascinates me. Like, you speak the same language, but you really don't. What you do you know? get when you cross a kangaroo and a sheep? A woolly jumper. A woolly jumper. <laughs> There's one for him. Um, he also says, do you guys prefer tea or coffee? Tea, tea. all the way. I don't drink coffee. Max. As soon as I get up in the morning, big mug of tea. Pepsi Max has to be. I don't drink any hot drinks, really. Maybe the odd hot chocolate, but that's about it. Mm. Um, Fogel underscore Rally 26. Anyone any Mark II Polo Coupe S bits lying around? Mainly ignition loom bits or a loom. Andy Maxwell might be the man. Might be, yeah. He's done a few wee car bits with it. Was it Coupe S loom? Coupe S, yeah. I think a Mark II, if it's what they're, they're all doing, the same loom. If he's doing what I'm thinking, I think it's a Mark II. 1.3 golf will also do as well if that's the same but mm. he can tell you better i know that's what i used to <laughs> uh, and then lastly we have the man the legend himself john bill chill underscore bill dot 86 aka borat aka borat <laughs> aka did we talk earlier oh no we didn't actually mention the six mile him and <laughs> the six mile style guys used the uh audio from one of our recordings over a radio right, did. Yeah. I was a bit unnerving. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, it's out in the world. Even though it's already out in the world, but it just seems strange. But yeah, shout out to those guys. They've done a really cool video of wheels, wheel deliveries for, I think it was James's 86. Mm-hmm. So work wheels would be interesting to see. And they have you right to the end, and then you don't see what they are. Fuck it. <laughs> but we have access to the dub shed entries. We can see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... John says, are raffle companies having a second wind or are they just throwing every penny at possible marketing? Uh, aren't too many more than two scrolls away as a sponsored ad or video? Oh, it's mental. Yeah. I think the word down off for a while. Me, like nearly every day I get a text from one or other of them and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I get texts from ones that I haven't even bought tickets from before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're an absolute disaster. Um, and then when you get a wee text at like six o'clock at night to say is drawn at eight o'clock and there's this many tickets left and you go oh there you go they're getting you <laughs> stop it <laughs> leave me alone wonder where that falls with gambling because people are addicted to gambling mm. and you're sitting there going through your day of doing well no problem and then next thing this thing texts you to say want to do a bit of gambling mate you know it's yeah a lot of the raffle companies got very rich during lockdown I know that. they did indeed all because of lee probably you too <laughs> no i didn't buy too many tickets no i don't really bother um oh no we have another one here i think a raffle competition i think is that uh father ted you see a raffle one is this the one with the raffle in the orion yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah there's been a few questionable raffle cars but would have been better condition than that orion mm. mm-hmm. uh and to finish up we have uh, colin abernethy he had messaged during the week um he says hi guys only started listening to your podcast around suburb 22 and absolutely loving it always started going back through already started going back through the back catalog too never a good thing i will say <laughs> always uh, a good thing oh, i don't know some of the early days um he says i have a question for you guys hopefully you can steer me in the right direction looking to change cars and was considering either a mark 2 tt 
Mark 6 Golf GTI or a Mark 5 R32. I have a budget of around 6 grand, but don't have any experience with VAG. Uh, so any advice, much appreciated. Looking forward to plenty more crack and more podcasts. Cheers. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Six, gr- six grand, not getting you into R32 unless it's a scrappy one. A Mark 5, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Mark 6 GTA, probably a high mailer you're getting at six grand. TT probably would be your No, looking. TT, you should be able to get a deep, well, probably a few miles on it. If you get a Mark 2 TT with a two liter, that's basically a Mark 5, Mark 6, isn't it? GTA. Yeah. Um, I had rep- responded to say as well that the Mark 6 GTI can suffer time and chain failure, yes. just to be aware of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the Mark 5 makes all the right noises, but it's less tunable, obviously, too. The Mark 2 TT, I don't know anything other than Brian O'Neill has had one for and it's lovely. 10 plus years. It's well finished. It's a nice car. It's never given him any bother, but he doesn't do big miles in it either. And it's, it tunes well. It's just, as you say, it's a Mark V. It does its thing. Um, Mark, it'd, be hard to, it'd be hard to get on a Mark V or 32 at 6 grand, I would say. And you're probably looking then with the issues with Mark Vs, body issues, the yeah. sills and stuff. like got sills and wings rotten is a, a big thing. Yeah. I don't know if you can up the budget and stretch a wee bit more or look towards other stuff, but there is there will be cars out there as always if you're in around the i'm sounding like a broken record here if you're in around six grand you get yourself a really good mark 5 gta there you go <laughs> yeah yeah all rounder the um to, i actually said that to him as well was the mark 6 was a budget mark 5 the mark 5 is probably a better spec car mm. you know get yourself a nice white one who knows that's the color i would pick um good choices of cars you're thinking about it yeah I'm not sure what Colin comes from in other cars, you know, but like they're well-built, solid, semi-modern, affordable, tunable cars, which is yeah. nice. Except the R32. It just makes nice noises. <laughs> That's it. But Colin, thanks for your message. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad you're enjoying us. Yes, indeed. It's always nice to hear a bit of feedback. Yeah. So on that note, uh, I think that is us finished for another episode. Yes, we'll gallop off into the sunset. Do some more dubshed prep. Back to the Jetta. <laughs> yes. And go back to the dungeon. Going home this afternoon to do some more sanding and cleaning of parts. Hopefully by tonight the filler work should be finished, ready get for a primer. Bit of paint done. Excellent. Happy days. We'll get shout, there in shout, the end. Shout out to TJ. He sprayed us. Oh, oh, I seen. Yeah. Yes. The 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 Jetta. Yep. Yep. Hopefully. I soon. can't wait to see that. I'm very excited for that. Yep. All thanks to Stefan and I call in that day randomly, he says. You're a bad influence. influence. A good influence. <laughs> good influence. <laughs> the face like this is going to be a good influence. <laughs> Get so, the gang uh, back together. Get the Jetta in. It'll be the year of the raids. The Jetta, my Crado, TJ. Oh, oh yeah. yay. Uh, oh, can we all park beside each other? Yeah. Can we be friends? I can't take a photo because for some reason... The only picture, the only cars I can't take a decent photo of are red cars. It turned out to be a nightmare. I, that one you took at the air ambulance was terrible, Connor. I was going to say, oh, you've taken a couple nice. of nice photos at night. Shut your mouth. I do struggle with red cars. <laughs> but yes, that'll be cool. We'll have to get James Crow or somebody to do it instead. Yeah, James will be better. <laughs> um, so, cheers everybody, as always, for listening. Send in your questions, uh, comments, and so on. And we will catch you on the next one. In the meantime, if you want to follow us, um, if you don't already, hopefully most of you already do by now. Collectively, we are at Reload Podcast. I'm at Maxwell House 46. I'm at V Dub Boy. And I'm at Connor McCann. Cheers. See you soon. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Folks. Bye. Bye.